Today I'm talking about revealing the Antichrist. We're in the tribulation. We're talking about the timeline of the end. And I'll be talking about 10 characteristics of the Antichrist, 10 things the Bible says about him. I'm also talking about Turkey is calling for the United Nations and the world to take Jerusalem away from Israel. You've got to hear this explosion in anti-Semitic attacks in the United States and around the world, and I'll be answering your questions. I'm Jimmy Evans. Welcome to The Tipping Point. Welcome to the show today. Uh, I'm going to be talking about the Antichrist. We're talking about our timeline of the end. Jesus said that the end would happen in one generation. The generation that sees these things happen will see all things fulfilled, which means the generation that saw the beginning of the end, 1948, when Israel was regathered as a nation. That's in Joel chapter 3 and many other places. But in 1948, the end began. Now we're 73 years in to that generation. And Psalm 90 says the days of a man's life are 70 years, or if by reason of strength they're 80 years. So we're looking, we're looking at a very important period of time coming up in the near future. We've talked about the rapture of the church. We've talked about, you know, the rise in lawlessness. We've talked about the Gog and Magog war and uh, Israel signing a covenant with the Antichrist. We're going to talk about that more here in just a minute. But now I want to talk about revealing the Antichrist. Let me also say this. We have our 21-day journey very important resource that we have for you. If, if you're struggling with your mental health, you may know of someone, they're just struggling with life, they're struggling with themselves, with their friends, but maybe you're struggling actually with your mental health. There's been a tremendous rise in mental health problems uh, in the last year because of COVID and just all the crazy stuff that's happening in the world. If you're interested in this, this is the 21dayjourney.com forward slash tipping point. And if you'll put the promo code in tipping point, you get 25% off your first month of XO Now. And XO Now has the 21-day inner healing journey, the 21-day total freedom journey, and hundreds and hundreds of resources there. Video resources, our marriage conferences, my preaching, many other speakers are on there, as well as both of the 21-day journeys. So I encourage you, go on there. Is something that will set you free, something that will bless you and heal you, or maybe even someone you love, you need to tell them about it. But it, it's a really good resource for you. Let me talk about the Antichrist. Now, this is something, I'm going to say some things about the Antichrist that I think will really surprise you. But John is the only person who uses, the Apostle John is the only person who uses the term Antichrist. But he has many other titles in the Bible. But here's 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, the Apostle Paul, and he's talking specifically here about the Antichrist. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day, he's talking about the coming of the Lord, will not come until the falling away comes first, and the man of sin is revealed. Now that's one of his titles, man of sin. The son of perdition, that's another one of his titles who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things, and now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time? For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way, and then the lawless one will be revealed whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth 
and destroy with the brightness of his coming. Well, there's a lot being said right there about the Antichrist, but he's called the lawless one. Lawless there doesn't mean he speeds and doesn't pay his taxes. Lawless there is a word, uh, anomia in the Greek, and it means against the word of God. The Antichrist will be the anti-Jesus. If the Bible says it, he's going to absolutely hate it. You can see the Antichrist spirit that's in the world today because it's literally an anti-word spirit. But it also says there's something very interesting. It says, only he who now restrains, that's capital H, he, as in God, only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. Then the lawless one will be revealed. Now, the he there is the Holy Spirit in the church. The church was birthed on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit fell. And so we are the restraining force. The church is the restraining force in the world today. And so part of the ministry that we have here is XO marriage. And we restrain, literally, we restrain a spirit of divorce. We do as much as we possibly can to help people succeed in marriage. But part of what we do is restrain that spirit of divorce, restrain a spirit of abortion, restrain a spirit of immorality. That's what the church is doing in the world today. But it says that he is taken out of the way. That's the rapture of the church. Then the lawless one will be revealed. So when people ask me, you know, who is the Antichrist? Well, there's just a ton of good candidates. Let me just tell you that right now. That who is the Antichrist? I don't know. Uh, and we won't know. I do not believe the church will be here when the Antichrist is revealed based on that scripture right there alone. And so, but let me tell you 10 facts about the Antichrist. Very interesting. He has 33 titles in the Old Testament and 13 in the New Testament, at least that many. There are many, some people say he has more than that. 46 titles the Antichrist has in the Bible. He's called the beast in Revelation 13, the man of sin, the lawless one, the son of perdition, literally means the son of hell, the wicked one, the little horn. Uh, so I'll, I'll tell you some other titles that he has here in just a minute. But 46 different titles, many of them come from the Old Testament. So the Antichrist is not a figment of our imagination. It's not something we're making up. This is a major theme of Old Testament and New Testament. The second truth or fact about the Antichrist is he comes from the region of the old Roman Empire. We absolutely know that. Now this is Daniel 9. The angel Gabriel has come to Daniel. They're in Babylonian captivity. And the angel Gabriel is telling him about 490 prophetic years that are going to be fulfilled for Israel. 483 have already been fulfilled, but here's what he says. This is Gabriel. After the 62 weeks, Messiah shall be cut off, but not for himself. Now, this is 483 years. After the 483rd prophetic year, Messiah is going to get killed, but not for himself. Well, it happened exactly. From 445 B.C. to 32 A.D., exactly 483 prophetic years took place. And then it says this, And the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. The prince who is to come is the Antichrist. That's another one of his titles. The, the people of the prince who is to come will destroy the city and the sanctuary. Okay, So in AD 70, the Roman uh, general Titus, he later became the Roman emperor, he came with the Roman legions and they killed over a million Jews destroyed the city of Jerusalem, raised, literally raised the temple mount off one stone off of the other, and they led all of the remaining Jews captive back to Rome. Okay, so this is Jesus now in Luke 21. When you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, they know that its desolation is near. 
Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let those who are in the midst of her depart, and let not those who are in the country enter her. For these are the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. But woe to those who are pregnant, and to those who are nursing babies in those days. For there will be great distress in the land, and wrath upon this people. And they will fall by the edge of the sword, and be led away captive into all nations. And Jerusalem will be trampled by Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles are fulfilled. So Jesus prophesies here the destruction of Jerusalem. And he says, they're going to fall by the edge of the sword, be led away captive into all nations, and Jerusalem will be trampled. When, it used, when the Bible uses the word trampled, it means the Jews are not in control of Jerusalem. Jerusalem is going to be trampled underfoot by non-Jews until the times of the Gentiles were fulfilled. That was 1967. In the June Six-Day War of 1967, the Jews retook the entire city of Jerusalem. So we have seen this uh, prophecy come true here you know, in, in my lifetime. The most significant prophecy that has come true in my lifetime is the retaking of the city of Jerusalem. Okay, This is Mark 13. As, uh, as he went out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Teacher, see what manner of stones and what buildings are here. You're looking at a billion-dollar structure, basically, Herod's temple, uh, this glorious, glorious structure on the temple man at that time. Teacher, see what manner of stones and what buildings are here. And Jesus answered and said to him, Do you see these great buildings? Not one stone shall be left upon another that shall not be thrown down. And it says, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, and he start, began to tell them about the signs of the end times. The disciples were marveling at the temple on the Temple Mount, and he said, there won't be one brick left on the other. There won't be one stone left on the other. So all of this, the people of the prince who is to come will destroy the city and the sanctuary. It actually happened in AD 70. Well, the Romans did it. The Roman Empire did it. Okay, so, so we know for sure now that the Antichrist is going to come out of the Roman Empire, the old Roman Empire. So here's the million-dollar question. What is the Roman Empire? Now, many people will look at the Roman Empire as being the European Union, Europe, uh, those nations, which is true, but it's not all the truth. Let me show you a map of the Roman Empire, and let me show you. This is the Roman Empire during the times of Jesus. And so you see here the Roman Empire goes all the way through Europe. This is Italy. This is Germany, uh, France, Spain, all these different nations here. And then you come over to Turkey, this area here, Syria, Israel, Egypt, northern Africa. During the time of Jesus, the Romans also, remember that Israel was under Roman occupation uh, when Jesus was alive. And so all of this was the Roman Empire. Okay, So this is very significant because this is Syria right here. Three times... Uh, the Bible refers to the Antichrist as the Assyrian. This is Isaiah 10. Therefore, thus says the Lord God of hosts, O my people who dwell in Zion, do not be afraid of the Assyrian. He still sh shall strike you with a rod and lift up his staff against you in the manner of Egypt. In other words, the way that Pharaoh did in Egypt. For yet a very little while, and the indignation will cease, as will my anger and their destruction. And the Lord of hosts will stir up a scourge for him like the slaughter of Midian at the rock of Oreb. And his, uh, as his rod was on the sea, so will he lift, up, lift it up in the manner of Egypt. Now, the, Also, the Antichrist is called the Assyrian in Isaiah 14 and in Micah chapter 5. Now, Joel Richardson has written a book on the Mideast beast, on the, the, the fact that he believes, and he has very strong evidence, that the Antichrist will actually be Muslim. Okay, so here's 
the Assyrian Empire, okay, that was the Roman Empire. Here's the Assyrian Empire here, okay, is larger than Syria was at that time. So when the the Bible calls the Antichrist the Assyrian, he could come from Iraq, he could come from Syria, he could come up here in Lebanon. It also includes Egypt down here, and it also includes Israel. So the according to the Bible, if, if you ask me right now where the Antichrist would come from, I believe he will probably come from the Middle East. I believe he'll probably be a Muslim. Some people say he might be a Jew. I don't know about that. But he's called the Assyrian, and that's a very, very interesting thing. And there are other characteristics about him now that I'm about to talk about that just kind of point to the fact that this is not your ordinary guy. This is not someone who's going to be just a blonde-haired, blue-eyed European that's going to show up like anybody else. And it might be, okay? But I believe at this point, he is probably going to be a Muslim or going to be an Arab. This is the third fact. He will confirm a covenant with Israel for seven years. Evidently, it's not a new covenant or a new treaty. It is a, uh, he's going to confirm it. This is verse 27 or Daniel 9. He shall confirm a covenant with many. That's Israel for one week. That's seven years. That's heptad. That's the word heptad in the Hebrew, Shabua. And it means a seven-year period of time okay, or a period of seven. So he's going to confirm a covenant with Israel for one week. But in the middle of the week, three and a half years into the seven years, he shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering. So the tribulation literally begins with a covenant between Israel and the Antichrist. In the middle of it, he breaks that covenant and he uh, will not let them do any more sacrifice and offerings. And I believe now that the, the covenant will be in response to the Gog and Magog war, that something bad will be happening that will give the Antichrist an opening to make this. In the middle, this is number four, in the middle of the seven year tribulation, He'll sign the covenant three and a half years into it. He's going to kill the two witnesses. Okay, An upcoming program is about the two witnesses and 144,000 Jews. He's going to kill the two witnesses, stop the sacrifices and offerings, and he will set up the abomination of desolation, which is him proclaiming himself God. This is Revelation 11. This is the two witnesses. When they finish their testimony, the beast, that's another one of his titles, that ascends out of the bottomless pit will make war against them, overcome them, and kill them. And their dead bodies will lie in the street of the great city, which is spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. In verse 27 of that text, it says, In the middle of the week he shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering. This is Revelation 13. He was given a mouth. This is talking about the Antichrist. He was given a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And he was given authority to continue for 42 months. Now, this is talking about in the middle of the tribulation, he begins to speak blasphemies against God as he proclaims himself God. And that's the abomination of desolation. And he's granted authority to continue for another three and a half years, for the, for the full seven years. Then he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and those who dwell in heaven. So evidently, not only does he just proclaim himself God, he also blasphemes God. This is 2 Thessalonians 2 that I read earlier. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first, the apostasy comes first, and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. There's going to be a rebuilt temple in Israel. Tremendous activity in Israel around this right now. We'll talk about that in a future program. 
For this is Daniel 11, again talking about the abomination of desolation. Then the king shall do according, this is talking about the, the uh, Antichrist. The king shall do according to his own will. He shall exalt and magnify himself above every god, shall speak blasphemies against the god of gods, and shall prosper till the wrath has been accomplished. For what has been determined shall be done. He shall regard neither the god of his fathers, nor the desire of women, nor regard any god. For he shall exalt himself above them all. But in their place he shall honor a god of fortresses, and a god which his fathers did not know, he shall honor with gold and silver, with precious stone and precious things. So the rest of these are going to go pretty quick. Number five, he doesn't desire women. He shall neither regard the God of his fathers nor the desire of women. Is he gay? Is he a hybrid? I mean, he's an alien. I mean, you know, there's just lots of stuff you can wonder. But evidently, he doesn't, doesn't like women. Uh, six, he worships power than a specific deity. It says, in their place, he shall honor a God of fortresses, a God which his fathers didn't know. In other words, power. He worships power. This is Daniel 8. It says he is a king of fierce countenance. That's another one of his titles. Think about this now. A king of fierce countenance. He has, in other words, this, this is a bad looking dude. His power shall be mighty, and he will destroy fearfully. And the word fearfully there means extraordinarily. This is a guy with a fierce countenance, and it says he's going to be mighty in power and he will destroy extraordinarily. This, this, there's no one going to be on the earth. No one in the history of the world is going to be as deadly as this man. This is, so this is number seven. He recovers from a deadly wound to the head in a miraculous manner that causes the world to follow him. This is a, like a resurrection, okay, like Jesus. Revelation 13. Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard. His feet were like the feet of a bear and his mouth like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world marveled and followed the beast. And so there's some kind of supernatural, uh, satanic type of a resurrection from the dead is going to happen. The world's going to see it, and it's going to be one of the signs to the world that he is the, the God, that he is the, who he says he is. Number eight. He has given authority over believers during the tribulation to persecute and kill them. Now, if you're a believer, you're not going to be here for that. One of the things that I teach is hope, that we are going to be taken before the tribulation. We're not going to be here. But if you are here, if an individual does not get saved now and they're here, the Antichrist has authority over them to kill them. This is Revelation 13, 7. It was granted to him, the Antichrist, to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And authority was given to him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. This is Revelation 20. And I saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image, and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. The interesting thing there is beheading is the signature execution of Muslims. It's still legal in some Muslim countries. So now, does that mean he's, he's Muslim? No, not necessarily. But, you know, this talking about beheading, that's a pretty bad way to die. Uh, number nine, he controls all the finances of the world and no one can buy or sell without taking his mark on their right hand on their, and on their foreheads. Revelation 13, he causes all both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one 
who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. You see this right now. You know, Amazon has pay by palm. The, some people already have chips in there. And I'm not saying pay by palm is the mark of the beast, but it's a precursor where people are just going to wave their hands and all of a sudden they'll pay. However, if you don't subscribe to the beliefs of the Antichrist, in other words, bow your knee to him, you won't be able to transact. We see this happening right now. The company's pay, paying the price. The There are Republican senators right now in the Senate warning that the Federal Reserve is going woke and now putting in the Federal Reserve policies that they won't do business with banks that don't uh, comply with their, you know, standards, liberal standards on morality and things like that. This is very troubling. And so number 10, he is defeated by Jesus at the second coming and thrown alive into the lake of fire. And just for anyone who thinks the Antichrist is cool and you want to follow him, he's the ultimate loser. This is Revelation 19. I saw the beasts, the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against Jesus, who sat on the horse and against his army. That's us, by the way, who returned with Jesus. Then the beast was captured and with him the false prophet who worked signs in his presence, by which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast and those who worshiped his image. These two were cast alive into the lake of fire burning with brimstone, and the rest were killed with the sword, which proceeded from the mouth of him who sat on the horse. And all the birds were filled with their flesh. Second Thessalonians 2, And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. Most important thing you need to know about the Antichrist is he's a loser. He's going to be thrown alive into the lake of fire for all of eternity. But for a period of time, he's going to come and he's going to deceive the world. So these we're going to keep moving on in the next program. I'm, I'm going to talk about Israel's uh, end time heroes, the 144,000 Jews and the two witnesses who will be here during the tribulation period of time. If you're not a subscriber, I'm going to say goodbye to you right now. I want you to become a subscriber and listen. There's a 30-day free trial. It's $7 a month or $77 a year to be a subscriber of endtimes.com, the Tipping Point uh, podcast, and all the articles that we have that come out all week long. It'll keep you encouraged. It'll keep you educated uh, on what's happening in the times that we're living in. The most severe times in human history are the times that we're living in right now. That's why the Bible says so much about it. So if you can't afford it, you can afford it for 30 days because it's free. But go on, subscribe, and you'll see all the contents that are there. You also get all the archived content. So it's a big deal. We would love to have you as a subscriber. If you're not a subscriber, I'm going to say goodbye to you. If you are a subscriber, stay tuned.